friends, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I am one half of your host, Jamie. And I am your other host, Mark. And we are going to be talking exclusively AEW this week. We'll Well, go over some SummerSlam predictions and a couple things here and there. Don't get me wrong. But basically, we're going to be talking about uh, AEW. Yeah, we're going to kind of skip over WWE. We're Not that they don't have a lot going on. They do. I mean, they'd have five hours of TV. And if you really want to break it down, I think NXT is another two hours. They just had Great American Bash uh, this past Saturday, which we tuned in for about eight seconds when we weren't watching something else. Um, just didn't do a lot for it this for us this week. They're leading up to SummerSlam. Uh, they've got their, I believe, eight matches set, including yes, eight matches. one of them being a Royal Rumble, which have only only a few people have been announced. It's okay. I only um, need two to be announced to know who my winner is. So, I, I think everything that has needed to be said in WWE leading up to their new pay per views pretty much been said. And of course, I, I unfortunately I hate to say this, but the week or two before the they do their premium live events, they really don't do a whole lot. They, no, they, they might set the another match or two, well. but yeah. yeah, they they stick very storyline. I'm sure we'll heavy. see uh, either Brock or Cody or both. Um, I'm sure Roman will show up. I'm sure Charlotte, Bianca, and Oscar will all look at each other and yep. you know, Io will come out with her money in the, the bank briefcase. Bailey will be there. You know, standard set of. What's going to happen in the week before? Of so course. we're going to talk AEW. Yeah. Now that I've rambled about WWE yeah. for probably longer than we've talked about anything else so far. Let's talk about all things great, all elite wrestling this week. And uh, I, let me tell you what, if you saw like basically what Mark and I do beforehand is we take we take a whiteboard, we write down all of our things that we want to talk about. And we if we didn't get rid of everything, we probably could have talked for an hour and a half just about everything that happened in AEW this week. It's right. been fantastic. Dynamite's always been like my absolute favorite. Like when it comes to Wednesday night, I'm usually so hyped and I and I am. I'm still loving Dynamite. But Collision has been really exciting. I've really been loving it. It feels it, and like every, everybody says this, but way. it's it's yeah, it's definitely hits different. It it, it, does. it doesn't feel like Dynamite. And I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know I don't know what it's like you remember when you were a kid and your mom used to watch soap operas and then you'd watch Jeopardy and it's like, why does this look different? I feel like that's yeah, what the difference course. is. Not that I guess Collision kind of does look a little bit more like a soap opera. Um, <laughs> but I've really been enjoying uh, Collision a shitload. Yeah. AW in general has just been very entertaining. And uh, what better way to start off the podcast than talking about the all around storyline between what started off with Darby Allen and Swerve mm. wrestling on Dynamite this week. Both of week. them coming from Seattle, both of them having a uh, history between the two of them in matches and other promotions before they joined AEW. Right. They had a couple had in great, AEW. Great bouts before. Anytime they've both been in the ring, the match has been phenomenal. They, I don't know how they just their chemistry is so they just vibe so oh, well yeah, it's so good and now they've got nick wayne who's in the mix right. down there uh, right. ringside prince nana's ringside love him and now we're bringing a little bit of truth into the wrestling world we've got ar fox and uh darby allen was kind of it was kind enough to walk up to orange cast and you'd be like hey you know ar fox helped me out at one point in my life and if there was if ar fox didn't do that there would be no darby allen uh you know vouched for him and uh and they had so, a great like vignette before yeah, the match. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, it was so well put together and so well done. Darby Allen basically said that he uh, lived where he was at and he realized that he needed to do something else. And he heard about this guy, Era Fox in Georgia, and packed up all of his stuff, drove down there and basically trained with him. Era Fox would train every single day, 12-hour days. 
realized something was special about him and stuck with him for a while. And then AR was like, hey, you know, where are you living? Darby was like, I'm homeless. And AR's like, come live with me. I know you can't pay anything. So just come stay with me for a little bit. So yeah, he basically so Darby facilitated. Darby was vouching for him, you know? Well, yeah, he facilitated Darby to be able to get the opportunities that he's now gotten into AEW with. And uh, yeah, he kind of put his, you know, stuck his neck out for him. And I thought it was great. Like AR Fox has become one of our favorite wrestlers since we've, oh, I love uh, AR. especially since we started watching ROH. He was like the greatest secret in the indies. Oh my God. Yeah. If you haven't seen some of his stuff, it's, I mean, you, I still got to sit down and watch it, but between kill shot and AR Fox oh, in don't even uh, get me started. Uh, uh, Lucha underground, Lucha underground apparently was one of the best death matches ever. He was, uh, I think Dante Fox was his name. Was then. it? Mm-hmm. He didn't have the same name. Kill shot was uh, Swerve Strickland, if you don't know. That was him in mask. So it starts off with uh, AR Fox getting a shot at Orange Cassidy's International Championship. Oh, my God. I said it right. I know. In my head, I still said Intercontinental. Uh, I think we're at what? This 27th defense at this I point. I believe that is his 27th, yes. And, and he's going hard. I mean, like at this point, it's like every week he's defending it. Every pay-per-view, he's defending it. Every week, he's become essentially weaker and weaker. Uh, seemingly, they've, they've, they've pulled off that gas pedal a little bit. They yeah. haven't been selling his hands. His too much hand hurting too much. Yeah, I mean, it's bandaged, and he still favors it. But he still hits the orange, punch, orange punches. He still, you know, does what he's got to do. It's not as detrimental to him any, anymore. Um, but still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, still able to constantly defend the championship, just oh, yeah. like we said, more times Cleanly. than Roman. Cleanly. Like, there, <laughs> there's very few times that outside interference has anything to do no, with Cassidy's no. defenses, which is what I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's great. I love Orange Cassidy. It was hard for me because, of course, again, AR Fox is like my favorite wrestler right now. So I'm a little bit biased in this pers- this sense. Um, but, of course, I don't think he was the one to be able to take that championship right. from. Uh, Orange Cassidy, but it led to so much more. So Orange Cassidy did end up becoming the champion, as he should. He should hold that belt. He should absolutely defend it all in. But so much developed throughout Dynamite that I just wasn't expecting from AR Fox. Yeah, AR Fox started to kind of show a little bit heel tendency, not too happy with his loss. Ends up hitting uh, uh, Orange Cassidy from behind. Yeah, because uh, Orange Cassidy put the aviators on AR, which is like kind of like him, his sign of respect. Yeah, yeah he like did it to um, Shibata. Shibata when he faced him. You know, it's like a sign of respect for Orange Cassidy. So that's exactly what he did. AR kind of like ripped him up in half and like threw him and like as a sign yeah, of disrespect and ends up attacking Orange Cassidy. Darby comes running out like what they you know what the hell I bounced yeah, for you. Yeah, understandable. Uh, and you know he just he, he chalked it up to you know it's just. I, I, I was in the moment. I lost my bad. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Darby's screaming at him. Go to the back. Like he's in charge of him. So, uh, you know, d- he does. Air Fox goes to the back. Darby goes to the back. They go two separate ways. They head out. But uh, it does eventually lead to Darby Allen and Swerve Strickland having their match later. Which first, before we go any further, I, I we got to point out, I, I'm sure it's in the highlights. AEW loves putting like three quarters of the match on YouTube. And oh, I went play. through it today. Uh, they, they do that highlights. mule kick that swerve oh, yes. hits. Yes, yes, deadly. And not only does it sound deadly. good, not only does it look good, but I, it really looks like he takes Darby Allen's face mm-hmm. right off. Like it was so well executed. There it are... was so well shot, and they always do. And I think that's the great thing about Swerve, and you see it in this match. There are so many perfectly timed, perfectly executed hits where he you know uh counter something or just has this like defensive tactic where no matter what darby does and darby's so fast he's mm-hmm. able to be literally like a half a second ahead of him oh yeah which is 
incredible. Well, I mean, that comes from years of, of wrestling the, the guy for sure, you know, in different promotions, yeah. and in, you know, different championships and, in, you know, you know, everything. So both of these guys just know how to put people over like crazy, too. They are the best at making other people look good. So, of course, they made each other look so good. Uh, it was a fantastic match. I mean, it was exactly like you thought. This has been stemming from, you know, last week, but also just weeks and weeks again of, of old rivalries. But towards the end of the match, you see, which, I mean, I don't know how you clearly don't know who it is, AR Fox with just a hood on, same outfit. Which yeah, is he's like literally, a hood on. literally wearing his wrestling gear. It says AR Fox down, his, down the right side of his pants. He's got like a fanny pack and a, a hoodie on. It literally looked like he put a hoodie on and threw it up. And the announcer's like, oh, my God, who's this? Uh, he runs out and starts attacking Darby. Or uh, was it? Yeah, yeah he starts attacking, attacking Darby. Darby. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting my matches mixed no, up. Attacks okay. Darby, throws him in, and ends up getting swerved the win. Not getting him the win, but it lets him, you know, beats the hell get out the of him advantage. long enough to get, sure. to get the win. And as soon as it's done, he rolls in and they start beating the shit out of Darby. Mm-hmm. And I. I marked out. I went. Yeah, I'm I losing it so, too. I'm like, losing it too. <laughs> being a fan of AR Fox and having like it, it, this is the only problem that, that about being a wrestling fan that, that isn't just watching the TV product that you know that knows more than just what meets the eye. I I, I should hate AR Fox because what a dickhead move. Oh right. <laughs> and he ends up joining the Mogul Embassy. <laughs> oh, which is just. The best faction. Oh but my god! I, I should hate AR Fox, group. but it, because it's AR Fox, no, it's perfect. and because he's now getting more TV time, and we're going to see more right. of him in any capacity. Sure. I'm I'm over the moon happy it's for great. it. Love it because he's over there in ROH with with the other members of Mogul Embassy, San Swerve. So I don't just, think they're going to be great. seen on ROH for much longer. I hope they're on AEW television. I, I think mean, we're going to be seeing a lot. I mean, they really do have. It's unfortunate because every time Swerve gets in a a group something happens Mm -hmm. you had just recently trench and uh i can't remember his name they both somehow mysteriously got injured right around the same exact time Mm -hmm. i think oh parker Parker boudreaux thank you um he's still signed trench is gone you had uh, tully blanchard buys out the the faction and then tully blanchard just up and leaves you know all of wrestling you know you've got it just it seems like every time you put swerve in a faction something happens to people around him and he's <laughs> actually now that i say that out, <laughs> you know but it's hmm, maybe there's something there, there maybe, is he, something to maybe this. he maybe we need to look into keith? his swerving when he's driving him and keith lee yeah why does he swerve that was so probably hard when he drives? that was probably the most successful thing that nothing else other than his own want for more screwed up yeah that wasn't like keith lee got a dui you know it wasn't like keith <laughs> no. lee was found with you know cheating on his girl it was it was just storyline why would you me chin i it, <laughs> good god <laughs> i hope they're building something with with keith lee individually but are you talking about me chin and keith lee building something because i don't think that's this kind of podcast oh, no, no, no 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 that's that's the wrong kind of <laughs> podcast i meant so yeah love seeing ar fox on tv heel face oh yeah different I'm don't give a shit about a, a heel version of ar and then like, like you said with the whole lucha ground lucha underground uh background he's had with swerve and as everybody well. brian cage yeah fucking, oh think, yeah brian was there too yeah that's a good I point think damn near everybody that was in lucha <laughs> underground is now in aew yeah um, yeah a lot of them are but yeah brian cage was there too which is pretty funny uh, we also had uh, the news that Roosh re-signed to AEW, yep. saying he's exclusively All Elite, which is 
good to I mean fantastic I've, news I've for re- us. I, when I first saw him I hated him and now that I've hated him for six months I absolutely loved him for the I, past six I months. think the best thing that ever happened for Roosh was Andrade was not on TV for a while because mm. with Andrade I wasn't a huge fan of him but when when Andrade was gone I was like wow I really like Roosh he was able to shine well it's interesting personally. you bring up Andrade yes because I know. I, I thought, I I know, thought Swerve I know Orange what Cassidy was hard hitting. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I, this took match of the match of the week for me. I'm not it's one to be to. like, well, this is my this is my match of the week. No, but no, honest no. to God, no, we no, no. we just watched this again today, and the match between Andrade and Buddy Matthews for his mask. It was a ladder match on. It was collision. a ladder match on Collision. This is exactly what we're talking about wow, with wow, Collision, wow, wow. like really taking. A new, I don't know, I don't want to say a new approach, but it makes it gives it a new feel. Like, yeah, it, this it ladder match, it was like one of the purest ladder matches we've had in decades. Yeah, there it was, was like good. one or two involvements with a chair and a thing with handcuffs, but everything else was nothing but ladders. Uh-huh. And then there was a table spot at the end that right. was just for flavor. What a good match, though! But it like, was just a, like a hard. It was just a hard-hitting match. Like yeah, the ladders was. really helped it. It gained Buddy an Matthews aspect knows and really... exactly how hard-hitting it was. So yeah, so if, if you if you lived under if you've lived <laughs> under a rock for the past probably what two months since uh, Andrade's been back in the wrestling, yeah, well, spotlight. since Collision. So this is uh, episode seven. So yeah, just about two months. So uh, Andrade's mask was stolen by House of Black. Uh, Malachi Black is doing, you know, his evil spoopy stuff, and mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. And Buddy has had a match against Andrade. I think that was the first episode of Collision, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was just a a, a match to be a match. I don't think it, yeah. at the time it was anything. It might have that might have actually been what it all stems from. But um, so this sets up a ladder match for uh, Andrade to get his mask back, and he said that this mask represents his family. It represents. Uh, and pretty much everything to him. So he needs this mask back. And I think it's Malachi getting into the heads of individuals trying to better them in a weird, creepy way. Because I think it's one of those uh, Malachi is kind of going, you don't need this mask, but you depend on it, so you need it. And Andrade is just like, yo, give him a mask back. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but what a hell of a fucking ladder match. It was phenomenal. Like some of these hit, the hits these guys took were insane. We had a Panama power bomb, I think it was, uh, off one ladder onto a horizontal ladder. Then they both crashed down to the floor. At one point, Buddy Matthews popped out his left shoulder and wrestled for like a minute and a half yeah. before he had to roll out of the ring. He tried to, have, to pop it in himself. Yeah, he, he, he had uh, the doc pop it back in off camera. Um, even... Uh, Julia ended up going for uh, a little bit of a ride when Andrade pushed her off the top yeah. of the ladder, pushed put uh, Buddy through the table, and yeah, Buddy was uh, handcuffed to the the ring, uh, or to it, the uh, ropes, and uh, Andrade was climbing to the top of the ladder. At the top of the ladder was where Andrade's mask was, and Julia like jumped on his back. Like she really, she really added to it, and I love yeah. that about Julia Hart. Is and she, what, she's the manager, and they're talking about like, oh, she's got a manager license. That's how she's allowed to be down here. Whatever, that shouldn't matter because it's a ladder match. Right. Anyway. Yeah, right. But um, I, I feel like Julia has added so much to the House of Black. She's not just somebody who's just sitting there, and she added a lot to this. Poor girl was petrified when she was up there. Oh, with she was Andrade shivering. She was like visually shaking because <laughs> Andrade pushed her into Buddy who went through the the uh, table that was in the corner of the ring and ended up grabbing the mat the mask uh, of course 
and being able yeah. to keep that for himself. I mean, yeah, obviously this is going to go to uh, Andrade versus Malachi, hopefully at all in. Well, hopefully Tony Khan or somebody's going to start announcing some matches for all in because supposedly. Yeah. Now, I, I, we last number that I think we've seen was 75. Yeah, I think it might have been even like 77, something like that. But I've heard a couple of times, a couple of people start using 80. Yeah, and then there was something on social media that said 80. And I was like, that's right. interesting because I haven't heard anything confirmed. And if I'm not mistaken, CM Punk said used, that as well used 80 on, collision. on collision collision was an interesting one as well with cm punk because for a while we really weren't talking about like what was actually in that red bag and uh the only person to really say anything to cm punk about it was jay white right and i thought it was gonna i got and it might still go that route, but it Jay White hasn't been wasn't on collision. Cardboard cutout version of Jay White was on yes. collision. Yes. Uh, but that he was wasn't so actually good. there. And he was not there to also say anything to CM Punk about that uh belt that he had in his bag. So this week on collision was the first time he actually pulled out what was his title right. when he was the AEW world champion. And uh, who else but Ricky Starks comes out and basically says that he wants a shot well, at it. Not just that. Yeah. But he took the belt out of the bag, and God damn it! Well, I don't know. I don't know how they don't think of this. But he ends up talking about you know being straight edge, the X. If you know you know straight edge, I'm better than you. You got an okay. Real quick, I don't. I know you know. I know you know. But a little bit of shinfo for everybody. A little bit of history that's beyond the spectrum of wrestling. Yeah, what's that? You're so not the hardcore scene. If you're part of the hardcore scene, you already know what that black X means. You should at least. But what that actually meant was. They used to go to when you used to go to shows if you were under the age of 18 so that they knew that you were underage, they would put on the backs of both of your hands big black X's so you could see it in the dark lit right. room. Right. It was so visible that you could never show your ID. It right. Was obvious, so it represented. You, know? you couldn't that, take off the armband or anything right. like that. So it represented that, you know, if you had those on, no alcohol, no drugs, yeah. yada, yada, yada. It was yada. permanent marker. They make sure that shit wouldn't wash off either. Right. And it would stay <laughs> on for days. And. Uh, Ian McKay started up kind of a, a this kind of straight edge term for you know it being no drugs, no alcohol, you know my mind is pure, etc. So kind of it, it, there's a lot of people that have a pretentious value to that, and I'm not saying every every straight edge person thinks that, but oh, especially when you get into it at that age, you feel. Like you're better than everybody else because yeah, you don't you don't invade your body with drugs and alcohol right. and things that are a detriment. You're a hundred percent positive, and this is something CM Punk has always gone with. Always, and it's always been like in the back of everybody's mind. And I love that they're doing this with it. He gets out of spray paint and he sprays paints a giant black X over the AEW yeah, World very Championship of Hulk Hogan, and I absolutely, I really do love this. So damn much. This was such a fun, interesting way to get a second belt. Yes. To get a second heavyweight a, championship belt or, you know, world championship belt it onto makes a sense. different you, show. It makes perfect sense. Right. It's, what no, a way to no do a brand want, And no company is going to want their, a, their, or their world championship with a big black X spray painted over it. Right. So they're going to be like, all right, 
let's make a deal. You give that thing up, we give you the shiny new heavyweight championship. You right. know what I mean? And, or you and have. And has got the, the triple B. You or, know? You, or even then, you have the AEW World Championship make its way over to Collision and you throw on a new world championship on Dynamite. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It does. Like, And I don't know why any. I don't know why nobody's thought about that. Yeah, I don't know, but they just, what a smooth way to do it. Yeah, real like, good. They like slowly introduce it at the beginning of Collision and then here six weeks later are like, oh yeah, by the way, what a great way to introduce it. Again, Ricky Starks wanting to be the guy to get the, the crack at that championship and he will, but... CM Punk says something very interesting. You know, I know that you obviously are cheating, Ricky. Right. And what better way to make sure that you don't cheat than make sure that I'm able to pick the referee. So he says, of course, classic wrestling thing to say. I anticipated this was going to happen. So I made a couple phone calls. Right. And uh, Ricky Steamboat is going to be (laughs) the guest referee for this match. And uh, I think it was uh, Ian Riccoboni that said that he had previously done some... Uh, ref refereeing for well, CM Punk's matches and ROH, that. if I'm not mistaken. Not just that. He's actually uh, had a couple of matches against CM Punk in ROH. Right. Um, but yeah, he has had uh, a bunch of special referee experience, and he has also had a uh, specifically uh, experience with spe- CM Punk as a special right. referee. And he's going to call it right down the middle. Right down the middle. I mean, just everybody like, calls it right down like the middle. Just like Mark Briscoe, right, right down the middle. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. Um <laughs> But yeah, really excited to see what they do with this because we've already got the match between Ricky Starks and CM Punk set up. They have the graphic with the X on the AEW championship and everything. I I think it's next week on Collision or I this week so. coming up on I Collision. Believe, I believe so, right. Um, yeah, really excited And they're banging stuff. out these like huge matches beforehand. Uh, Hikaru Shida is facing Tony Storm ahead of All In because they were kind of hinting that that would happen. And I said, okay, at All In. And then immediately they said, nope. Next week. Dynamite. Because Dynamite this week is the 200th episode, which is happening just a few miles away from where we live in Tampa. Uh, Really hard to get away on a Wednesday night in Tampa. If you know, you know. But the 200th episode will be happening. So they're really putting out some fantastic matches. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, one thing I think we should take the time to talk about for sure uh, is the tag team championship match that also happened on collision later that night and i just didn't know we've been talking about this for a while i didn't know where this was gonna go i think a lot of speculation was that mjf was gonna do something immediately mjf was gonna be the reason why uh nothing you know this all didn't prevail and it didn't uh they didn't end with the tag team championship so i mean that's what i th- that's what i theorized <laughs> prove me color me wrong I mean, what's wrong with that what's wrong with being wrong in oh, this nothing. situation i love a situation where you think you know you think you know me. You think you know me. Sorry, I just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you think you know what's going to happen, and then I love when you get that swerve right at the set. Especially the, the end of this like, match. They, they got it. Especially yeah. the end of this match. I mean, I don't think... I I think it was hard to believe that they were going to give FT... Or, I'm sorry, they were going to give MJF and Adam Cole these belts uh, on a collision. Right. Uh, Especially just, after just determining that there's going to be another championship belt right. on collision, and then you're going to have the AEW world champion as a tag team... <laughs> On collision, it just didn't make sense. I, but it was good. I, I didn't think anybody really. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't give it a lot of merit. Now, I, I gave the possibility that they could do it because it was hot enough that they could have done that and uh-huh. transferred the titles. Right. But it, I think they would have, they would have stamped out a fire that can burn a lot brighter a little bit further down the road. Oh sure, and FTR is just way too hot, especially coming off that win against. 
Bullet Club Gold. Oh yeah, to lose against that two MJF out of threes and match? Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah. It just that it shouldn't happen. You know, winning against the Briscoes and everything that's happened. It's just no. And I think that's happen. what fueled my idea of that. That's when MJF's going to turn. But I do like what they did with this here. They moved it into the a different direction. Good. The story they, is really good here. They had MJF instead of screwing over the team end up being the one who screws the team over. Yeah, but in the craziest way. So FTR is setting up the shatter machine. MJF sees, <laughs> sees this happening, pushes Adam Cole out of the way because he's the one that's clearly getting ready to get set up for it. Pushes Adam Cole out of the way. MJF ends up able to counter it, but unfortunately right afterwards does get the pin. And afterwards is just completely beside devastated he's beside himself I, you know i cost us the match it's it, it it's this my is my fault. fault and really blaming himself for it which was weird because there was never any point during that time that he started to crack where he looked at adam in a weird way he seemed like he was Not going yet. to hit him you know like it didn't it didn't happen that way it was really but, really good and it was a clean match but at the end of the match after he had his breakdown Adam Cole gives him gives him his belt. He make it sound like he's a fucking child. He, he calms him down. Yeah. He hands MJF his widow belt. Lollipop. He hands him his belt. Adam Cole turns around and you know in in wrestling fashion to to bemoan his his loss against you know the for the AW Tag Champions and MJF for a moment and everybody in the crowd yelling do it but in <laughs> for for a moment MJF stands there with that belt and that. Classic, I'm going to blast you in the back yeah. of the motherfucking head. And Adam Cole's just standing there like, I don't, know what's, his I don't know what's going to happen, you know? And then he does. He's like, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. And MJF. He, I think even he is like, this is going to happen. You know, now oh, yeah. that this is over, who gives a shit? Why do we need to be the tag team? Why do we need to be best friends? Like, we don't need to do any of this anymore at this point. But right. he doesn't. No. He does the exact opposite of what everybody... Now, so now immediately, so after good. everybody's yelling, hit him, now everybody's yelling, hug it out, and they look at each other, and they're like, okay. And they do. They hug it out. And, now, and this just continues. And now MJF... Remember how last week I was complaining about everybody else eating out of MJF's hand? Yes. You I'm, are now? I've got the taste of goat feed in my mouth now. <laughs> this, is, this is so good. It's it, so good. It, it's incredible. And it's just every time you know mjf and adam cole are going to be there you're just like where's this going what's this going to lead to because we know eventually it's going to lead to adam cole getting a shot at mjf's title well, he's, we know even that. Sa- he's even said yeah. i'll give you a title match after the tournament which was interesting that he said that that one really took me for a you know what well, the fuck moment i can't <laughs> believe he just admitted it without adam cole having to do anything to get him to right? do it Adam Cole's just playing into MJF, and MJF's just playing right into Adam Cole. I think the, I think MJF's just playing the game. I just who's producing I this? I just can't believe how good this is. I can't <laughs> see MJF not turning heel on Adam Cole, but I cannot sit here and tell you how. And right. that's got that's got it's got my nipples hard. I feel take, like it's take such a page the out obvious, of Daddy Magic. I got right? my nipples hard. It's such the obvious answer. There, so they're doing such a good job to make it Not. further and further and further away from your mind, so that when it does happen, you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he did that." But do you think this is going to build up to a match at all? In it feels like that, but now, I don't know. Now okay. that it's just it's, they're doing it so differently. You See, know? I, I don't. I don't think it's going all in though. It could go to all out. I think it's right going to go to all out. I don't think. 
that All In is going to be a hot enough match for... I mean, I don't know. It's your world championship. What the hell am yeah, I talking right. about? It's MJF. And MJF's MJF a working MJF champ. It, oh, my God. In front of 80,000 people, you'd right? be a fool not to put him. Right. That'd be like, and we already got the biggest taste of what the two of them can put out. That oh, yeah. was already one of the best matches oh, of the yeah. year was the two of bell them. Bell to bell. Like, yeah. no joke, bell to bell. One of the best matches. So the, the championship on the line, I, I don't know what's going to happen. 60-man Iron Man match. 60-man Iron Man? 60-man. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody from every professional promotion, get together. Oh, my God. 60-man. That'd be insane. Ryback will be there. That sounds like some, like... Hyper ultra WrestleMania that's going to yeah, be happening. A 60 in 2050. man Iron Man match. 60 man, 60 minute <laughs> Iron Man match. Rick Knox is going to be the only ref. No ring. No ring and one Bryce Remsburg. That's all He's you not need. even a ref. He's just there. Our Invisible Man and Invisible Stan part of it too. Just I, if you have not off. watched Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan at GCW, you need to go on YouTube and watch it. Bryce Ooh. Remsburg deserves. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch. Well, he stuff. didn't do anything. He Emmy? just roughed the match. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. You didn't see the two of those he men did fighting for the everything. It's like five minutes of Bryce Remsburg. He did a great shining. job refereeing that match, but he did nothing <laughs> in that match. But Invisible Stan versus Invisible Man it's at great. GCW. It's on YouTube. I'm surprised they're both not dead after that spot <laughs> off the, when they jumped off the railing. Yeah, talk about Lucha Underground. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for last week's AEW. As far as this week coming up, we have Dynamite, the, again, 200th episode happening in Tampa. 200. 200. Pretty incredible. Uh, The Elite, which is Kenny Omega, Matt, and Nick Jackson, will be taking on Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh in a six-man tag team match. And if you haven't seen any of the cards uh, with Satnam Singh on it, do take note that he is so big that they always make sure that the top of his head's cut off. (laughs) <laughs> on the, the match cards. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. And they Photoshop these separately. So yeah, I'll, even you, watch. <laughs> go back and look, look. on Twitter. Okay. If you don't follow us, we're at CAW Wrestling Pod. But or, uh, Well, it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. I'm not calling it that. I know. Um, yeah, go and take a <laughs> look on Twitter and see that Satnam Singh always X. has the top of his head cut off. And it's hysterical that they do that. Um, also, my favorite tag team right now, Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, uh, we'll be taking Aussie, Aussie. on El Hio Del Vikingo and Commander for the ROH World Tag Team Championships yeah, as Aussie Open are the champions right now. I mean, that's going to be a fun match. They don't have to win it, right? You can't see Mark. He's doing the Aussie oh, Open yeah. thing. You got to do, do the hands. <laughs> also, uh, the AW Women's World Championship is on the line. Like I said earlier, Tony Storm is taking on Hikaru Shida. We have Chris Jericho and Kanosuke Dakeshta, members of the Don Callis family, perhaps. Maybe Chris Jericho hasn't sworn his allegiance yet. No, but I mean, this, this might seal the deal yeah, as right? they're taking on Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Well, every other every other member of the JAS to have almost pretty much everything but turned their back on. Yeah, spread Chris their wings. Jericho. Jake Hager gave up his hat. He yes, loved he that hat. Yes, he did. Cool Hand <laughs> Ange almost gave up his comb. Yeah, he he, he loves that comb. He loves that comb. Uh, John Moxley will be taking on Trent Beretta and Penta El Cieto Miedo as they go head-to-head in a three-way anything-goes match. And I don't know if you've seen any of these three wrestle. I know at least two of them there's going to be a shitload of blood. I know at least two of them bleed <laughs> as much as they possibly can. I remember I Trent the, has no issue with it. I remember that match between uh, Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks and Penta just 
ripping his forehead uh, open. When they won the tag team titles yeah. in, that, in that cage match. Just absolutely trying to re-gash himself over and over again. So that he man could bleed was, all over the title. That man was trying to get a, he was trying to get that that shot. You oh, know what I mean? He always likes to bleed and he always likes to rip up his match. Like I keep talking about it, but he had a fantastic match recently against uh, everybody's uh, favorite person to hate aside from Dom, uh, uh, QT Marshall. They had oh, a great the, match the ambulance match? Blood. Yeah, yeah. Penta's obviously notorious for it. Of course, John Moxley is the most notorious man to bleed. Uh, I think this might go absolutely insane. We talked about ladders. We talked about tables. Um, this There's might just be... be another blood and guts. And anything goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on Saturday on AEW Collision, we have three championship matches announced. Chris Statlander will be taking on Mercedes Martinez for the AEW TBS Championship. FTR will be defending their AEW World Tag Team Championships against Brian Cage and Big Bill. And of course, as we talked about earlier, CM Punk will be taking on Ricky Starks for the quote-unquote real AEW World's Championship. Gotta throw that S on there. Yeah, you kept saying Worlds. Uh, Interesting title name. Real AEW World Championship. That's what the the punkster claims. I would really appreciate it if you never called him that again. <laughs> uh, also would like to tread back a little bit and talk a little bit more about FTR taking on Brian Cage and Big Bill. That was all thanks to the battle royal that happened on AEW Rampage. We didn't talk much about that, but... Um, God damn it, they knocked out Butcher. I was really... Th- I was going to say, thought... if you're talking about a battle royal and you're talking about AEW... You have to say something about the Butcher and the Blade. They have become absolutely notorious with being the ones that not only dominate, but come very close to winning. And Blade they got knocked out. Like they it was, need the win. It was Butcher, and it was Big Bill, and it was Brian Cage, and all the want in the world for us to get Butcher to take the win. Big Bill Butch put up a Brian hell of a Cage. fight, though. He really did. He put up a hell of a fight. He really did. They ended up becoming victorious and were facing the winners of, we didn't know then, FTR or MJF and Adam Cole. So oh, we knew. We knew, but it wasn't official. It <laughs> wasn't official. So, uh, yeah, fantastic collision. And I don't think any uh, so far there's anything announced for AW Rampage. So. I don't know. It's always hard to find things a week prior to when you think they would have announced them all. <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to do it for AEW. Uh, we're not talking everything AEW. We also have uh, on Saturday as well at eight o'clock, which I'm a little upset about. I know. Got I was really, really used, liking these early got really premium live to, events. Hey, when you get old like us, and I'm, God, I, we make it sound like we're like ninety. No, years it's old. not that I'm old. I just really like to be able to just get it out of the way and not have to stay up until eleven. I I feel like I remember so much more of the pay per view. By the time eleven o'clock rolls around, I'm exhausted. Oh, Especially yeah. with AW pay per views. Oh, yeah. I'm exhausted. We've AW, got like yeah, fifteen them. matches and I'm just That's I'm, why it's nice. My butt's numb. That's why it's nice. At one <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, you sit down, four hours later, it's dinner yeah. time. You get you just we got done with the pay per view. You know, Guys, guys, we're not that old. We don't need dinner at five. I eat my first dinner at five. Okay, and then I'll you make that. dinner and I eat that as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, this Saturday we're, we <laughs> have the, the party of the summer, WWE SummerSlam in Detroit, live Motor event City. in Detroit, Motor City, Michigan. Uh, it's going to have eight matches. Jamie, what's our first match? Well, we don't know all of the contenders to the said match, but we're starting we off know. with we already the, know the winner. SummerSlam. I, I know all I need to know. We're starting off with the SummerSlam Battle Royal. There's only two people announced. L.A. Knight and Sheamus, and that's all I need to know. And it's not Sheamus. It's L.A. Knight. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, this is one of those things where it's like WWE's got me. They got me hook, line, and sinker on LA night. Like I, I, I'm just sitting there every week and I'm like, what are they going to do? When are they going to let him win a belt? When are they going to let him have a title opportunity? When are they going to have a good storyline? It's They've got us hooked into that. This is also the man that's holding, I think, the first, third, fourth, and fifth t- t- top-selling T-shirt on WWE's shop. Is he really? Yeah. He's right up there yeah. with uh, Better Than You, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. In just the few weeks that they've been together, they have the top-selling T-shirt. LA Knight's got the top-selling T-shirt. And there's a reason why these guys' merch is selling so well. They're the, t- the most entertaining thing going on right now. But tell me what WWE is doing with LA Knight that is making him like that. He is literally doing nothing. He is standing idly oh, by. This is what he's been doing this whole time. once a week for five minutes at a time, does a segment, Beats and people the shit just out of Ashanti eat Adonis. it up. He, it was so like, good. what, less than five minutes he oh, fought yeah. with Ashanti this week? And that's this what week? I mean. And somehow he's so over. He is one of the luckiest wrestlers, and I hope it continues. I really hope it does. Because he he is either going to be so over it's unreal, or he's going to get to a point where he's like Fandango, and everybody's just like, eh. I'm over it because nothing happened. Right. So I think Coffee and Wrestling's official pick for the SummerSlam Battle Royale is going to be LA Knight. I don't care who they put in there. Yeah, LA Knight. <laughs> <laughs> What if uh, what if AR Fox shows up? Uh, wow, I'd feel really betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely LA Knight. Um, up next, we're gonna have Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Okay. Uh, I can't see it going any other way than Shayna. Uh, okay, here's my my thought process in this my SummerSlam my hashtag CAW predictions. Okay. That you can use on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. Um. I'm going with just my gut instinct, and I think SummerSlam is going to give it to us exactly the way that WWE wants it to be. Okay. And I think, believe it or not, Ronda Rousey is going to win this one, because Ronda Rousey always wins. Yeah, see, but I think this is a good opportunity. You could really put Shayna over with this. I agree, but this is WWE. And I think Ronda's going to win because it doesn't have to make sense because she always uses that stupid arm bar. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. Shayna will use every technical move that she has. And then Ronda will just put her in the arm bar and it'll be it. I hope I'm wrong. All right. I hope I'm wrong. You better you better I'm not be probably wrong th- because your, your long-running championship of uh, the CAW predictions champion. There's a reason why I'm good at this. All right. All right. Let's see who's wearing the belt at the end of this one. That's fine. So we we're on the, opposite we ends there. We got the Dudley Boys uh, official WWF mug on the line when we do the predictions. Whoever gets the best predictions, even though for some reason you're drinking out of my mug because you have not won since. That know, right. <laughs> uh, they're supposed to be able to drink out of this. Absolutely fantastic. Go on our Twitter page. It's on there. Uh, mug of Bubba Ray and Devon. It's good. It's a classic, it's like really WWF. Good. It's it's a Got Dudley Boys. Dem, it even <laughs> says "Dem Damn Dudley Boys." It's so good. It is good. Uh, also, we have Gunther taking on Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther yes. being one of the longest the reigning general. Intercontinental Champion. Yes, just be. Um, I think Macho Man's Macho Man. Yeah, he's not title reign. He's not that far away from. Uh, being the top he is not i think it's less than like 50 days or something yeah yeah it's less than i know it's just under 500 days Mm -hmm. 
So he's very close, and he's taking on Drew McIntyre, who's he, quite the uh, talent in in pound, WWE over the years. Pound for pound, probably one of the best challenges for Gunther. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Both these dudes are big. Both of these dudes hit hard. We've seen them not necessarily go on a singles match recently, but we saw the, uh, the three of them with Sheamus go in what was my favorite match of that pay-per-view. Right. So we know that obviously something good's going to come out of this. And anytime Gunther is on the big grand stage like this is. Oh, yeah. He, he performs. Always does good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> them, them, them slaps. Them slaps nobody, nobody gets better slaps than him. So who are you going with on this one? I'm going Gunther. I'm going Gunther too. I I'm feel like he's got to beat that. I originally had Drew McIntyre written Interesting. down. Interesting. But going with my gut, I'm going Gunther. Yeah, I got to go with your gut, you know? Going with Gunther. I think they're trying to put a, uh, a new standard for the modern age wrestler for these championships. I also agree. They've already done it with Roman. Why not do it with Gunther too, who rightfully, in my eyes, has deserved the recognition Oh, he, he is. He has brought the prestige back to that title like nobody else. And Imperium, wow! Who would have even, known that that the three of them would just dominate and be such a force? Even the in United, WWE after all these years, the United States well, title doesn't even like hold up to that championship. Like, I'm sorry. Oh my God, nothing doesn't. The, hold, if no. you you put Gunther and Austin Theory next to each other, it's it's like a heavyweight and a and a featherweight. Uh, championship. It's nothing. Nothing you can compare to. Apples and oranges. <laughs> so what do you think about Ricochet and Logan Paul? They're going oh. one-on-one. And, of course, they've had a couple uh, experiences in the Logan ring with Paul's each other. Logan Paul's, what, fourth match? Yep. He ever? even admitted on his podcast that he doesn't know what he's doing. Only does pay-per-views. <laughs> yep. Only does pay-per-views. Taking on one of the best wrestlers in the game. <sighs> yeah. Ricochet. And he'll make him look good. What, do you, what are you doing? What are you going with? I'm going with Ricochet. You're going with Ricochet? I'm going with Ricochet. Okay. Just for the pure reason of, um, yeah, I, I guess I could give it to Logan Paul, but what would that do? You know, he doesn't need to have this prestigious run in WWE. He's lucky to just, he's looking for, he's looking for the YouTube, you know, videos and the, the TikToks and the, the moments, the WTF moments, and they'll have one. Right. But I feel like there's no reason to, to give Logan Paul the win and then just have him off TV for another month. You know, I I'm not gonna like, lie. This one, this one, I'm conflicted on because I feel like it could go either way. I feel like at this point, you either give Logan Paul a win, or he 100 percent becomes a joke the entire time he's in the WWE. I, I just feel like that's really silly to use somebody who's so good and so talented like Ricochet to put over Logan Paul, who is again says he doesn't know what he's doing. Right, is part time as all can be, and you're gonna have him beat Ricochet. Get the fuck out of here. Like, come on, man. Ricochet? I don't know. Austin Theory? Okay. Okay. All right. Ricochet? I'm going to go Logan Paul. My gut's saying Logan Paul. You got to go with your gut. My, my gut is like, saying Logan no Paul. Way. No way. I've been way. arguing all the way up until the second. No, it's I'm going Logan Paul. Okay, I think they're fair. finally going to give Logan Paul a win. As we always say, you all, can always change your mind. I think we're all going to roll our <laughs> eyes, and I think we're all going to be like, really? This is so dumb. It's just going to be the the good moment where you know you go you go refill the sodas, they you make a fresh pot of coffee, make some nachos. No, but I can't. But I can't though. It's ricochet. Still go together. It's ricochet though. No, I just meant like you know, it's not going to be the most groundbreaking moment. It'll be that one moment. As long as you don't miss that, you'll be good. All right. So up next, we've got Oscar, Charlotte Flair, and, and Bianca, Bianca Belair. Belair. I had to look at the screen. This one's good because at least it's had like weeks and weeks of of 
storyline, there was something that happened on Raw where Charlotte ended up tagging with Bianca Belair, which was interesting. Completely enough. against Bianca's wishes. Uh, completely against Bianca's wishes, wishes, which was really interesting because they ended up facing che- Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville and beating them. Right. Why? Why did they need to do that? Why did they need to beat the tag team champions? I thought that was ridiculous, but um, this at least has a lot of storyline to it. So I, I am really looking forward to this match. Who? Yeah. Who do you think's gonna walk I, away from this three way with the with the championship? This is the women WWE Women's Championship. Yes, not to be confused with the <laughs> World Women's Championship. Yes, not the World's <laughs> Women's Championship. <laughs> Yeah, who do you think is going to walk away with the belt? Um, I really honestly think we're going to see Charlotte Flair get her uh, get the title of finally tie her father. I thought that put her at 15. I don't know. Close enough. I Close mean, enough. I feel like it's got to happen for her. I thought she was already at 15. I thought she was, I, I, I somebody thought she was ju- at Somebody fact-checked us and uh, tweeted us. Jade Coth, where are you at? at? Jade Coth or somebody else uh, at CAW Wrestling Pod. Let us know if we're right or wrong. Yeah, and Is it's she- been a hot minute since we've plugged them. Shout out to Bozo. Yeah, right. If you haven't listened to them, two. Not the clown, the band. <laughs> so who do you think's going to walk out with the belt? Asuka. You think she's going to retain? I think she's going to retain. It hasn't been a long time that she's had the belt. I feel like she hasn't done enough. Even though she's had this rivalry with, with the other two, kind of going back and forth between them. It's right. like... I just feel like there hasn't been enough to her having the championship. I know Triple H is a huge fan of hers. I'm a huge fan of hers. Mm-hmm. I feel like it needs to go on for at least a few more months. I I think it's too soon. Right. I think that they will definitely tease EO cashing in. There's oh, no for doubt sure. there. Oh, for but sure. I need to see that one-on-one match. Okay. Eventually down the road, but okay. hopefully she won't be cashing in. I feel like that's too soon. Uh we also have which is probably going to be one of maybe three main events of... I don't know. They always do this stuff with... They do these things a little um, bit weird. we got Seth Rollins taking on Finn Balor. Yes. For Again. the WWE <laughs> World, World Heavyweight, Heavyweight Championship. Championship. Not to be confused with the WWE Championship. Right. Universal Championship? Undisputed? Undisputed. Universal? Universal? Uh, universally Undisputable? Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Oh, that's right there. Yeah. It's a mouthful. God. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, Seth freaking Rollins, Finn Balor. How do you think this is going to end? These two have been going back and forth. How do you think it's going to end? I, I I've started out like every single one of these. I just feel like this is such an obvious... I just feel like it's going to go Seth. Oh, yeah. Really, Finn Balor is going to get that belt? I could see Finn getting a belt. No offense. Sorry, Finn. Finn can wrestle, out-wrestle probably 90% of the roster. I mean, he was the inaugural it, one. Oh, absolutely. He's He's phenomenal. I think he's a great wrestler. No way this is happening. No way he's taking this belt from Seth. Not right now. Seth is way too old. Oh, I, I agree. As champion. Not, not yet. I agree. I and I think the idea that Damian Priest has the briefcase is interesting because if Finn doesn't win, of course, you can set up Seth and Damian Priest. Well, and Damian Priest said, I'm not going to cash this in until you're done with him. Right. But so if Seth and Finn wrestle and Finn loses and Damian comes in and cashes in, that's he he didn't break what he's told him he was going to do. But what if Finn wins? <sighs> you know what I mean? That's part of the story. And if I feel Finn like wins, if Finn wins, that'd win, be a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, even if Damian doesn't win, I feel like that is such a good way to increase that storyline between Judgment Day and make Judgment Day a really big focal piece 
um, like they're trying to obviously do. Oh, yeah. You know, it'd be great to have everybody have championships, but I just, I don't see Finn lasting too much longer on the Judgment Day, and I don't see Finn winning this particular match against Seth. Well, they also teased uh, JD McDonough, McDonough? Yeah, joining the Judgment Day, so. For uh, for a little bit, but then he just kind of disappeared off the radar. Yeah, and they're good at dropping little hints like that and having, you know, a couple months pass before something else happens, and he might be a reason why Finn no longer stays with the Judgment Day. I don't know, but... Just don't think he has it this this time. You yeah. agree that Seth Seth's oh, gonna yeah. walk away as Seth. well. I think okay. I think Seth's gonna win. Okay. Uh, also, we have Cody Rhodes taking on Brock Lesnar. This is their rubber match. This is the third bout. Uh, where do you see this going? What's gonna happen here? I, There's I, no I, stipulations or anything. Uh, which I'm so surprised. Far. I'm surprised there so hasn't far. been any stipulations. Let's be honest. That Raw's on right now, and we're not watching. So yeah, something could have <laughs> happened while we were doing this podcast. But as of right now, it's just a. A normal singles match. So, wh- where do you see this going? I, I mean, I think, I think I gotta go to Cody Rhodes. I mean, what do you? I, I feel like it would be so silly not to have Cody win. He's he's on. The only he's thing he's got you a storyline. He's got something going to them. People love him. Why give it to Brock again? Who's just kind of a part timer? I seems just, silly. I think this. Uh, yeah, I just I can't see it not going to Cody Rhodes. And it's I, not I, for a title. No, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's just, just to a end this match. rivalry between the two of them. And and yeah, I I don't I don't know. I like I'm 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 very I'm very hesitant to want to get involved with this storyline. Yeah. Because I just I it's don't know corny. it's a, it's a dry storyline <laughs> for me. It doesn't The constant tease of his arm being broken is overused. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too big on that, but I just I don't know. This the the, the entire time this feud hasn't really done much for me. Same. The the Brock coming in you know, sporadically, depending on what city they're in, or and Cody always having like fifteen minutes of airtime to just talk shit about Brock Lesnar week <laughs> after week. Like I just I don't know. Like I don't want to laugh at it. I don't want to be like negative about it. But at the same time, like it, it just has not caught my interest over no. three matches. It's purely sports entertainment over I'll wa- wrestling I mean, quality. I'm going to watch this just to, to see how it plays out, but personally, it just doesn't do a lot for me. No. And we were there for Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and their rubber match. Now, that was a rubber match. We, You and I were there personally for that. Uh, I think it was a Dynamite. No, it was Revolution, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. A couple of years ago, but you know, rubber matches are something incredible supposed to happen, so it, there's a reason behind why this third match would even happen and it's there's it's only Cody really that's like teasing this match it's like you said him coming out every week what do you want to talk about talking for 15 minutes saying the same thing every week and then really no sign of Brock and let's have this third match yeah so for me it also is kind of hard to follow behind but I can't see this going any other way than Cody yeah because I've, he's just I've, obviously on the up and up I just feel like yeah you if you give it to Brock Lesnar it just takes Cody Rhodes completely out. He doesn't need that. <laughs> Just completely take the steam away from him again. Right. After Roman. Good God. Speaking oh. of Roman, I think that's the final match on the card. Roman Reigns, our undisputed WWE Universal Champion Tribal and Chief. Tribal Chief is taking on finally his defends. cousin, Jay Uso. Finally defending his his belt. It's been oh, and God, his head over the ta- And his, his position at the head of the table. Right. The recognition of tribal chief yes. is also on the line. Apparently and this is a tribal know. combat. They, the elders requested it. Oh, yeah. Who the elders are, I don't know. 
Oh, they, it's it's the their entire family, all of them. All of them, all even of them. the dead ones. No, not the dead ones. You know, it's like a like a Valhalla kind of thing. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't see Jey Uso leaving with the belt. I just don't either. There's, it's almost, and I hate to feel it because you know, I don't know how everybody else feels. Sometimes we all don't get an opportunity to directly speak about you know Roman Reigns and, and the bloodline in general. And I don't know if people are still feeling this storyline or are really right. are really interested to see how this goes down. But I just this is probably the least exciting Roman Reigns match for me in months, and it sucks because I'm I've been wanting them to fight. I've been wanting to see Jay take on Roman, but the steam behind this actual match is just it's just not good. I don't know if it's just not good. I just don't think it's it's got as much for people to hang on to anymore. Like you've got no. I don't know. I don't know. There's not much to sink your teeth into anymore. So I, I hope the match speaks for itself. But because it's a tribal combat match, it's going to be anything goes. There's going to be, I feel like, so much interference. And that's going to lead to why Jay doesn't win. And if it goes down like that for, again, how many times can we see Roman win because of, you know, something, some heel move over and over and over and over again? I mean, that's what he is. He's a heel. I know. That's what you got to do then. How many times can you get excited for it? It's been years. I don't know about years. I mean, I just... No, no, no. I meant years of Roman, you know, being in this position, building up to being the tribal chief. Yeah. Well, I mean, he might not be after Saturday. Do you think Jay has any opportunity to walk away I don't think he's gonna, but, you know, WWE's done weirder things. You never know. I mean, when it comes to, to wrestling abilities, Jay definitely can go head to head with... With right. Roman, as far as well, he's already ability, beaten him before. Great. Yeah, and he said he's going to beat him again. So, yep. I guess it's wishing Jay the best, but feeling like gut Roman's going to go away with it. If it do- if sure. if Jay doesn't win, then I feel like the end is getting very near with this the bloodline storyline because, like, uh, other than Jimmy, we're starting to run out of people you can feud with. It's got to be Solo. I still feel like Solo is going to be the one that. But then I feel it. like at that point, what's left? Nobody. So I don't. I don't know. I. I but yeah. I think. Uh, I think Roman's leaving with the belt. I think he's leaving with his with his uh, tribal chief status intact. Yep. His chili necklace. I don't know what that is. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to be SummerSlam. That'll be Saturday, eight o'clock. Uh, I think that'll do it for us, though. We've got our AEW talk or WWE SummerSlam predictions. We're a day late, but that's okay. Eating these Dolly Parton brownies. Yes. Yes. But thank you so much for joining us. If you made it this far, God, we appreciate you so much. Right. If you haven't already, again, on Twitter, please follow us at CAW Wrestling Pod. My personal Twitter is at A Bacon Party. I am at Gunk Dudley. And honestly, make sure you follow us on all social medias. On Please. We on, don't know where the world uh, is going. With, with the podcast at CAW Wrestling Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, what's that one that Instagram just came out threads uh, there's another one I have but I can't remember what it is if there's a social media just search for the same username we're out there but I think that'll do us for us make sure you tune in every Monday morning for the fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling a Wrestling Podcast thank you so much for joining us and we will see you in the next episode
the Michigan. Uh, it's going to have eight matches. And uh, I think we're going to go over our predictions. <laughs> I wish I could find the, the stop thing. There it is. <laughs> it's oh, no. Out the fucking window. Ah. Don't start a podcast. <laughs>